How many desperate folk do we have in here today? See, here's the thing. I can tell desperate folk because desperate folk don't need the preacher to pump them up, don't need the organ to tune them up, and don't need a drummer to beat them up. See, desperate folk don't care who or who's not here. They're going to come in here anyway because they're here to see Jesus. See, desperate folk don't care what you think about their worship and their praise. You can sit there with your own tight mouth, quiet. I'm going to give God glory because I came to see him, not you. Desperate folk. See, desperate folk don't need a praise partner. I can praise them all by myself. Manifested Glory Worship Center. Kingdom focused, kingdom minded, kingdom living. This is the Rhema Talk Podcast, and you're listening to Pastor Damon C. Johnson, founder and senior pastor of Manifested Glory Worship Center. Well, I, I came with a word today, church. So if you have your Bible, turn me to the book of Luke, Luke chapter 7. Luke chapter 7. Very familiar text, but I got a different message for you. Luke chapter 7. We're going to start at verse 36 and go down to 50. We're going to read the entire story about this woman. Luke chapter 7, verse 36. If you get it, when you get it, please say, I got it. If you're still turning, say, hold up. No problem. Amen. Let's get there together. If you do not have your Bibles, we will definitely have the scriptures on the monitors for you. Matthew, Mark, Luke. Amen. Luke chapter 7, verse 36. I'm going to be reading again from the New King James Version. The Bible reads this way. It says, then one of the Pharisees asked him to eat with him. And when he, brought, when he went to the Pharisee's house and sat down to eat, and behold, a woman in the city who was a sinner went. When she knew that Jesus sat at the table at the, in the Pharisee's house, brought an alabaster fat flask of oil. She stood at his feet behind him weeping, and she began to wash his feet with her tears and wipe them with her hair of her head. And she kissed his feet and anointed them with the fragrant oil. When now, when the Pharisee who had invited him saw this, he spoke to himself, saying, This man, if he were a prophet, would know who and what manner of woman this is who is touching him, for she is a sinner. And Jesus answered and said to him, Simon, I have something to say to you. So he said, Teacher, say it. There was a certain creditor who had two debtors, one owed 500 denarii, the other 50. And when they had nothing which, with which to repay, he freely forgave them both. Tell me, therefore, which of them will love him more? Simon answered and said, I suppose the one who he forgave more. And he said to him, you have rightly judged. Then he turned to the woman and said to Simon, do you see this woman? I have entered your house and you gave me no water for my feet. But she washed my feet with her tears and wiped them with the hair of her head. You gave me no kiss, but this woman has not ceased kissing my feet since I came, since the time I came in. You did not anoint my head with oil, but this woman has anointed my feet with fragrant oil. Therefore, I say to you, her sins, which are many, are forgiven, for she loved much. But to whom little is forgiven, the same loves little. Then he said to her, your sins are forgiven. And those who sat at the table with him began to say to themselves, who is this who even forgives sin? Then he said to the woman, you, your faith has saved you. Go 
in peace. Let's stop there in our text. And my sermon title was simple. If you don't want it, I'll take it. If you don't want it, I'll, I'll take it. We have in our text, we're introduced to, to us, this text introduced us to a desperate woman. Now, this woman is not desperate for what the average person is desperate for. She's not desperate for money because her oil that she has in her flask is one year's salary's worth of oil. She's not desperate for popularity because Simon, who is the Pharisee, knows who she is. This woman is so desperate that she's willing to break the rules and crash Simon's party to get what she needs. She understood that Macy's don't carry what she needs. Tiffany don't have it in their catalogs. Christian Louboutin don't make these what she needs. And so she needed something else. And so what those women needed was two things from the Lord. She needed love and forgiveness. And so, and so we have to understand that most of us are looking for those two things. Most of us are looking for love and looking for forgiveness. But the problem is you can't target your, your, your search to the wrong people. You gotta seek Jesus for these things. See, some, see, here's the problem. Some people allow their desperation to lead them to sell themselves cheap. Y'all quiet in this Presbyterian church. See, see, some people desperation for love will allow them to go in and out of unhealthy relationships just to say they in one. Some people's pursuit for love will cause them to hook up with people that might feel good to them, but it's no good for them. See, that's the thing. We're seeking love in all the wrong places. And so understand that this woman was looking for two things at the same time. Understand that love and forgiveness are encamped in one another. Think what John 3.16 says, for God so loved the world that he gave. So in God's love is his forgiveness. So this woman was looking for love and forgiveness. And church, I'm in pursuit and I'm desperate for God's love well. See, I, I, I want to be engulfed by God's love. And in that, I want him to forgive me for all the wrong that I have done. Yes. How many desperate folk do we have in here today? See, here's the thing. I can tell desperate folk because desperate folk don't need the preacher to pump them up, don't need the organ to tune them up, and don't need a drummer to beat them up. Yeah. See, desperate folk don't care who or who's not here. They're going to come in here anyway because they're here to see Jesus. See, desperate folk don't care what you think about their worship and their praise. You can sit there with your own tight mouth, quiet. I'm going to give God glory because I came to see him, not you. Desperate folk. See, desperate folk don't need a praise partner. I can praise them all by myself. I can lift my hands whether you're here or not. So understand, this is what desperate folk do. So this woman in our text was desperate to meet Jesus. So let's get to our text. By this time, in our text, Jesus is very popular. His popularity has grown because Jesus, is, he's preaching and he has crowds assuming to hear him preach. They're watching him heal the sick and raise the dead and Jesus' popularity is growing. So you know what happens when your popularity grows. You got them going to hate on you. Now understand who Simon, this Pharisee who house he was invited to, his name was Simon. He was the Pharisee. Understand that the Pharisees were the religious leaders and the political leaders of their time of the Jewish faith. The, the Pharisees were a part of what they called the Sanhedrin. It was, a, it was like their Congress. And there was two parties within that. They had the Pharisees and the Sadducees. Like we got the Republicans and the Democrats. And just like our cars can't agree on anything, neither could they. 
And so their biggest dispute was among, around, around resurrection. See, the Sadducees didn't believe in the resurrection, but the Pharisees did. That's why they called them the Sadducees, because they were sad, you see. <laughs> Y'all get that every time you get home. Amen. <laughs> and, so, and so just like it happens, Simon invited Jesus to his house, not because he was a fan of Jesus. They didn't like Jesus at all. But you know, when, when, when your popularity is growing, they want to see what you, they want to they get some dirt on you. So they invite you to their house. They invite you to their party just so they can get some information on you. Can I give you a sidebar? Everybody that party with you ain't your friend. I learned that. <laughs> growing up, I've learned that, that, that everybody that invites you to the party ain't there because they want you to be their friend. See, sometimes they invite you to the party so they can try to find some dirt on you or, 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 or try, to, try, try to catch you slipping. So, so here's the thing about Jesus. Jesus said, I'm going to accept the invitation to the party. Uh, and I love Jesus because he said, because you invited me to your party, I'm going to come. And since you're talking about me, I'm going to give you something to talk about. See, see that's what you got to do, church. If they're talking about you, give them something to talk about. When, when you go to the party, go in there with, with a smile on your face, even though you're going through. Go in there with a, with a praise on your lips, even though they know what you've been through. And you, and you go in there and say, how in the world are they acting like this? It's because I got because I, I to give y'all something to talk about. Can I give you my story? Not too long ago, I was invited to a celebration. Uh, uh, and I was invited to a celebration by people I know that don't like me. But I accepted the invitation because I'm going to give them something to talk about. Because you got to understand, these, some of these folk, not all of them, but some of them said, you'll never make it when you leave here. Matter of fact, if you leave here, everything you touch, you'll be cursed. And here, understand it. I'm not bragging or boasting. Please don't take this the wrong way. But because I knew I was going, I had to make sure my game was tight. So I went in there with a tailor-made suit on. With my gaiters on. My wife put on her Christian Louboutins. And we walked in there and let them know, I'm going to give you something to talk about. We doing all right. Bless the Lord. So if they're going to talk about you, give them something to talk about. Amen. Amen. And just like Jesus, I sat at the table in the presence of my enemies and talked about how good a God has been to us. So Jesus goes in, but here's the problem. When Jesus gets to Simon's house, there was three things Simon should have done for Jesus. He did none of them. He should have first gave him water to wash his feet. He should have gave him a, a holy kiss, and he should have gave him some oil to anoint his head. What, they, what Simon did was he invited Jesus, but then sat him in a corner. Didn't give him no courtesy, no love. And then all of a sudden, here comes this woman who is labeled a sinner. But listen, she's labeled a sinner because of where she's from. Notice what the text said. It says she's from the city. So if, if Simon's house was over um, on Park Heights, Simon would have said, oh, she's from over east. <laughs> but if Simon's house was on Sinclair Lane, he said, oh, she one of them west side girls. <laughs> Depends on what side you're on. So, 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 so she was from the city, and so they labeled her as a, city, a sinner because of where she's from. Understand, church, don't allow nobody to tag something on you by where you've been or where you're from. Understand where I'm from is not my identity, nor is it my destiny. Yeah. 
Understand, that's a, that's a part of my journey to where God is taking me. But it's not who I am. Just because I'm from an area don't mean that's who I am. Even though some people rep that, you know, it, it's, 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 you know it's bragging rights. So I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm Park Heights. I, I, I kind of am. Well, my, my wife, get on me. See, let me, let me tell you this story real quick. See, me and my wife, went, we, we met at Northwestern High School. And so she lived down the way, <laughs> off a of garrison. Amen. Okay, let me preach, baby. You sit there, just look pretty. Let me preach. So she, she, she lived down garrison, and I, I lived on Glen Avenue, above Northern Parkway. And so I lived where all the Orthodox Jews lived, but I rep Park Heights like I was from down bottom. When people ask me where you from, from Park Heights, son. You don't know? But my homeboys knew the deal. They're like, uh, so you live down the street from Jaime Flyenstein, right? I said, don't tell nobody that. Our corner store was 7-Eleven. <laughs> I didn't have the, you know, I ain't had Rudy's and, 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 and you know how around the way you get the penny candies? I ain't had that around my way. But I still rep Park Heights like I was hard. Park Heights, son. Nah, but but, and when I had to go visit my wife, we were teenagers. I would go to her house. I didn't have the ooh weed in, but I wish I did, cause she lived around the way. I had to watch my back. But amen. Thank God for grace and mercy. But anyway, so this woman was from the city. She was from she was from round the way, and uh, she was from the real Park Heights. Amen. <laughs> amen. She was from Park Heights and Cornico. Park Heights in Woodland, <laughs> down, down around the way, Park Circle, that's where she was from. Amen. Simon lived up in Old Court somewhere. Amen. <laughs> well, anyway, let's get back to our text here. So, so this woman, she comes in, she's identified by her city, so she crashes Simon's party, and everything Simon was supposed to do for Jesus, she did. Mm. Uh, can, can, can I give you a message for you? See, the ones who are supposed to do it didn't do it, so God's going to get you to do it for them. He's going to use you because the ones who are supposed to do it was too full of themselves, so they didn't do it. So God says, I'm going to find someone who is willing to do what you didn't, what other people could not do. And so here, here, here's this woman. She comes in, and, and, and she crashes this party. And according to the text, she loved Jesus because she began to wash his feet with her tears and dried it with her hair. You have to understand and put this in context. Um, uh, they didn't have any paved roads. So all their roads were dirt roads. And even though Jesus had on sandals, his feet were dirty walking through the streets and going from here to there, this woman used her tears to wash his feet and to dry his hair. Now, get, can I just get off task just for a moment? I'm going to get back on task in a moment. Now, uh, now give, give me one, just give me 30 seconds to be militant, and then I'm going to get off of it. Just 30 seconds, okay? <laughs> According to our text, when you read the text in this context, we know that Jesus had to be a man of color. Okay? Let me give you some, some history behind that. Understand, first of all, Jesus was born in Bethlehem. He was raised in Nazareth. Nazareth is Park Heights. Nazareth, the Bible said the Nazareth was the hood. Matter of fact, the Bible asked a question. They asked a question, can anything good come out of Nazareth? 
Now Jesus was raised around the way. Okay? When, when, when the wise men went to Herod to find out and to tell him that their king was born, Herod was intimidated by baby Jesus. And so he told, an angel came to Joseph and Mary and said, I need you, Joseph, to take your family to Africa, Egypt, and hide out there until this thing blows over with Herod. Now, we do know that Egypt is in the continent of Africa, and the people there are brown people. We know that, right? Okay, so I can't hire a European man in West Baltimore to help stand like a sore thumb. So in order for me to blend in, I got to look like the people that I'm blending in with. I'm hiding, y'all. Am I I'm, I'm, reading, I'm, I'm writing a text right now. Also, when you, when you read in Revelation, the Bible said that he had hair like wool. And his feet was like burnt bronze. Uh -huh. <laughs> Remember, Adam was made in the image and the likeness. All right. So, we, so we, 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 it's fair to say that Jesus was a man of color. But I'm not sure about this woman with this alabaster box. I don't know if she was a woman of color. Because she used her hair... <laughs> to dry his feet. One thing I know about black women is you can't touch their hair. You better not even look at their hair after they get it done. So I'm not sure if this was a sister because she would not have allowed this man to put her, his feet in her hair. Husbands, do me a favor. Look at your wife and say, do you love me? See, if you love me, you'll let me put my feet in your hair. <laughs> Do you really love me? Just look at the sister's faces. I don't love you that much. See, that's why I don't know if this was a sister. Amen. If you love me, let me run my feet through your hair after I just come out from the field playing football. This woman loved Jesus. And again, I don't know if she was a sister because we know Jesus was a brother, but I'm not sure. I ha we had to wait till we get the glory to see if this woman was a sister or not. Amen. 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 All right, so she, but here's, here's where my other questioning comes in. She's from the city, but she has this expensive oil. Now, she ain't, she ain't married. During this time, if I was a woman, my wealth came from my husband, unless I was royalty. So where'd she get the money from? How you afford, sis, to have uh, some oil that's, a, that's worth a year's salary? Who around the city would have that kind of money? And why would they give you any of the money? Look at verse 39. Now when the Pharisee who had invited him saw this, he spoke to himself saying, this man, if he were a prophet, would know who and what matter of woman is touching him, for she is a sinner. If I was in front of Simon, I would say, Simon, you're not a prophet either. You're a Pharisee. So how do you know she a sinner? Because it takes one to know one, Simon. Here, here's my other question. 
Simon, how did she get in your house? See, you understand? Simon was a Pharisee, which means he had money. He had prominence in his community, which means he probably had service. He probably had a butler. And so when she came to the house, the butler probably thought she was coming for her regular visit. Mm -hmm. Understand what that word, that cold word for sinner means, or a, a woman of the street, or a, a, in today's town, they probably call her a thought. You, you know what I mean? She was a loose woman. That's what sinner means in this context. So Simon, how did you know her? How did she know where you live? And better yet, how did she get in? And how did she know her way around the house? He wasn't living in a one-bedroom apartment. He's a Pharisee. His house is a nice-sized house. How did she know where the table was? She might have sat there before, Simon. See, I'm going to tell you, I, I got a very vivid imagination. I, see, she probably came in here with her hair all, you know, pent up in a bun or something. Simon probably didn't recognize her. But soon as she got down on the ground and let her hair down, he recognized her. Y'all can read between the lines, see. And did Simon, because you notice what he did, he didn't say it out loud. He said to himself, if this man is a prophet, he would know who and what kind of woman's touching him. See, I, I know what Simon really wanted to say is, why is this woman using my money to bless Jesus? I paid for that oil. Now she's going to use my money to bless him? Mm -hmm. I'm just reading between the lines. That's all I'm doing. And, 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 so, and so, so Simon's questioning Jesus. I'm order so bad. He can even read your thoughts. Simon thought this, and Jesus said, can I, can, can I talk to you for a minute, Simon? What you mean? I ain't say nothing, but you thought it. Uh, so that's a lesson for us. You need to clear your mind. Because Jesus can read your thoughts. Y'all quiet in this Lutheran church. It's all right. Get your mind right. Amen. Let's look at our text. Let's look at our text. Here's the here's scenario that Jesus gave uh, Simon. Look at verse 40. And Jesus answered and said to him, Simon, I have something to say to you. So he said, say it. Te teacher, say it. Here's what Jesus said to him. Jesus gave him a parable. He says, there was a certain creditor who had two debtors. One owed 500 denarii and 150. When they had nothing in which to repay, he freely forgave them both. Tell me, therefore, which of them will love him more? Simon said, answer said, I suppose the one who he forgave more. He said, you have judged, you're rightly judged. So the question is, which one of them will love him more? Or love them more. See, understand, church, that your level of praise should be connected to your level of deliverance. See, listen to what Jesus said to him. He says, those who will forgive a little will have little to thank, be thankful for. And so I want you to assess your life. If you have only a little bit to be thankful for, then give God a little praise. But if you have been forgiven of a whole lot, that means you should have a lot of praise inside of you. How God forgive you for all you have done and all you could give him is this. All you could give him is this. Or all you give him is this. See, here's the thing. Your praise should be connected to your level of deliverance. And so most of you should be acting a fool when you get in here. <laughs> Amen. If you ever see me while well, I was because I've been delivered of a lot. <laughs> 
That's why I'm not, listen, I'm not restricted in my praise. Nor am I restricted in my worship because I know what he brought me from. And that's why I love the song where he says, when I think of the goodness of Jesus and know that he does me, my soul cries, hallelujah, because I can just think about what God has done for me. I know I should have been on my deathbed, but I'm standing before you because, and that's why my praise reflects that. My praise reflects what he delivered me from. So I want you to survey yourself. If God only delivered you for a little, then you, you have a right to do this. But if he delivered you from a whole lot, you need to open up your mouth and give him some glory. And so, and so, he, 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 he says to him, which one? So, of course, Simon, he's so all pious. Of course, the one who's been forgiven much. And so he's trying to make a connection to this woman. That's why she came in the way. She, because remember what the Bible says. Jesus says, her sins are forgiven. He says, for there are many. This woman had a lot of sin in her life. And that's why she was not ashamed or afraid to give Jesus her very best praise. Her very best worship, her very best of her resources. Can you imagine somebody give you a year's salary and you willing to give it up for Jesus? We can't even give up 10% for Jesus of one paycheck. Amen in this Episcopalian church. Amen. Lights and walls, maybe. And so, and so, and so I, I, I got to show you something here because Simon, understand that Simon was really in need and in search of the same thing that this woman was, but Simon was too, beg, too proud to beg. See, he was too dignified to praise and to worship because he was a Pharisee. I'm a leader, so who, I'm a leader of the church, so that's why. You ever, you ever visit churches and doing praise and worship, the pastor's in his office the whole time? Then he comes out after, after you just sweated an hour of praise and worship, and he said, come on, church, lift your hands. We've been lifting our hands for an hour while you was in your office chilling, sir, <laughs> ma'am. <laughs> and so you can't be, I don't care what your position is in the kingdom, you cannot be too pious where you can't give God glory. Understand, if, if, listen, church, I should be the chief worshiper in here. Understand that I, I understand who I am in God, and so I'm not going to let, listen, it's not that it's a conversation. I'm not going to let you out-worship me. I love to worship God. Yeah. It was, if I had it my way, worship would be two hours long. Yeah. That's how much I love him. Yeah. But understand that I, I, we, we, can, we can do it the way we do it because I don't, I don't come here only to worship. I worship in my home. I worship in my car. And so when I get here, this is just our corporate time to do this thing. See, see, you know, it's funny to me because I'll, I'll talk to people about, about worship and I'll ask them, what, what songs do you listen to when you worship? See, only time, only God's music listens to when we sing on Sunday. You got to develop a worship life. See, listen, you can listen to 95.9, but you can't worship to that. You hear what I'm saying? So you got you to gotta be able to turn that off every once in a while and put you on some, some music you can worship to. Because it's, it's, it's a thing you got to practice. It's something you got to do. It becomes a part of your life. The more you do it, it becomes a part of your lifestyle. It's not just something that we got to ask you to do. You don't, since the church, you, we, we, don't even need, we don't even need a, a worship leader. I shouldn't have to say lift your hands. It should be our posture because when we come in here, boom, we automatically know. Because this is what we've been doing all week. And so you can't be like Simon where you need something for the Lord, but you're too proud to beg. And that's most of our problem. We know we need something from God. We need something from the people who have God's place in our life, but we're too proud to ask because I don't want nobody in my business. I don't want them to know that I'm in need, so I'm going to suffer silently. Understand that Jesus, you understand there was a custom for when, when Jesus, whenever you went to somebody's house, you brought the house, the guest or the host a gift. 
So Jesus came to the house with a gift for Simon because Simon invited him. Now, understand, if you invite me to your house and I give somebody else a gift, that's wrong. But if you don't want the gift, I got to release the gift anyway. So old girl said, Simon, if you don't want it, I'll, I'll take it. Understand that Jesus brought something to give to Simon, but Simon could not take it because he was proud. Okay, can I give you something hot off the press? Your pride will paralyze you. Your pride will paralyze you. You won't move. All right, there's the prayer line. I need to be in the proud line, but I'm proud. Someone stay right here in my seat. Paralyzed. Paralyzed. I need help, but I ain't going to ask for it because I'm proud. Paralyzed. Don't allow your pride to paralyze you, church, to the point where you can't come to Jesus and get what you need from the Lord because you're too proud. Amen, lights and walls. Amen. All right. I know it's tight. There you go. Look what it says here in James 4. You ain't got to turn it. I'm just going to put it on the screen. James 4, 6. Look what it says. But he gives more grace. Therefore, he said, he said, God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. How many of you need grace? What do you need humility to get grace? You got to humble yourself and not be so proud, and God will give you grace. Let's come on. Let's, let's, let's get to this text. I'm not, I got to show you something here. Look, look, look at verse 44. And he turned to the woman and said to Simon, do you see this woman? I have entered your house. You gave me no water for my feet, but she washed my feet with her tears and wiped them with her, the hair of her head. You gave me no kiss. But this woman didn't cease from kissing my feet since I came in. You did not anoint my head with oil, but this woman anointed my feet with fragrant oil. Therefore, I say to you, her sins are forgiven, which there are many. They are forgiven, for she loved much. And to whom? Little is forgiven, the same loves little. So understand what ha needs to happen. When I, when, when, if I was doing the time of Christ, when I came to your house, first thing you would offer me is water for my feet because I took a long journey and my feet should be dirty, so you should offer me water. So he didn't offer him no water. The next thing is they greeted each other with kiss. Even men kissed each other. And there was nothing, nothing crazy about that. <laughs> Amen. It was a holy kiss. And then the last thing they were supposed to do was anoint their hair. That was a part of that custom. Understand they were out in the desert in the heat, so the oil would, would soothe their heads. And it was a, it was a sign of, of, of hospitality and custom to anoint someone's head if they came to your house. This man did nothing for Jesus. So here come this woman. Come, come here, um, uh, Minister Brian, Minister Angie. I need to, I need to do something here. Y'all come here. I'm, I, 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 I want to show y'all something in our text. <laughs> you stand here and face him. And, and, you, and you stand right there. So she's the woman, and this is Simon. Look what the text said. The text said that he turned, look, look what it says here. Look at verse 44 again. He turned to the woman and said to Simon. Oh, wow. you, you missed it. Yeah. Yeah. He's talking to him, but he's looking at her. Right. The Bible says he turned to the woman and said to Simon, did you see this woman? Wow. Now I want you to see something here because Jesus did that because the whole time Simon's been seeing her through his own eyes. But when Jesus stood in front of him, now he said, Simon, I want you to see her through my eyes. Wow. See, because you called her a sinner and understand that I want you to see her that she's my child too. Yeah. 
Now, the whole time he's talking to him, but looking at her, he said, do you see this woman? He ain't paying him no mind. He's just talking to him. <laughs> oh, can I give you another sidebar? Yes, yes. He's turning towards you. See, see, some of you thought that God has forgotten you. No. you some of you all thought that he, he, he forgot about you, but he's turning towards you. Wow. All because you came in here the right way. Yeah. He, he's turning towards you. He turned towards the woman, and he's talking to Simon. He said, you see this woman? Now, you ain't offering me nothing. Whole time, she gave me everything you're supposed to give me. You, you, you ain't give me no water, you gave me no kiss, and you definitely didn't give me no oil for my head. But this woman... Even though her sins are many, they are forgiven. He's still talking to him. Then he looked at her and said, your sins are forgiven. See, 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 he, he was addressing him, but looking at her the whole time, his eyes is on you. And he's speaking, he's speaking about you to your enemies. He's telling your enemies that you are forgiven. And everything that you're supposed to do, you didn't do. And she did. And so everything I was going to give you, Simon, I'm going to give to her. <laughs> because you didn't want it. <laughs> She'll take it. Amen. Amen. And so, and so, y'all go have your seat. I, I, I got to finish this thing out. I'm, I'm about to give you three things real quick. I'm going to get out your way. Amen. So, 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 so Simon, Simon couldn't receive that because he was so proud. He couldn't receive what the Lord had for him. So I'm going to give you three things and I'm gone. The first gift that she received was acceptance. See, Christ accepted her. And understand what acceptance means. Acceptance doesn't mean you, that, 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 that everything that you did was acceptable. It just means that I love you the way you are, and I'm going to love you back to a good place. And, and, that, and that because you came with the right spirit, I can forgive what you came in here with. And I love you so much that I'm going to let you walk out here different than what you came in. You came in here bound, but you're going to walk out free. Oh, because you had an encounter with me. So the first thing is that, and see, here's the thing about acceptance. Acceptance is not about the, it's about the essentials, not the incidentals. See, understand, we only want to focus on the incidental things, a little small, yeah. little. See, it's, acceptance is about the, the, the big picture. I know you got flaws, but I accept you because Christ accepted me. Yeah. And that's why we could be a church, because ain't nobody in here perfect. Yeah. If you're perfect, please stand up. Because maybe you're going to ascend to heaven in any moment. And I want to get my cell phone out so I can take a picture of it. <laughs> but if you're not perfect, then you're in the right place. Because this, this is where we get perfect together. Amen. You understand? We're in a place where we can grow together. And guess what? Just because you got one thing and that ain't my thing don't mean I turn my nose up at you about your thing. Because guess what? You can turn your nose about my thing. Right. You see how that works? And we're a family and we, we grow together. That's why the Bible says, iron will sharpen if iron. And we grow together in the word of God and we get to our destiny together without judge, judging one another and being all pious like Simon. Because when you become like Simon, then somebody else is going to get your gift. All right, so the first thing she got was acceptance. The second thing she got was forgiveness. Jesus told Simon before he told her. He said, you see her? Her sins, which are many, they are forgiven. And he looked at her and said, baby girl, you are forgiven. Now understand, he's Jesus, so he know what she's been through. She know who, how she just tipped out of. He know what she did Saturday night. He know what she did, you know, with this one and that one. But he said, you know what, because she came in here, looking for something, and I, I came here to give it to Simon, but because he don't want it, baby girl, you can have it. So she received acceptance, and the last thing she received was a release. 
Look what he said to her in verse 50. He said to the woman, your faith has saved you. Go in peace. He released her from the bondage of sin that had her bound. He released her from that. He released her from the guilt of her sin. He said, you, you, you got to carry that thing not another day. Go in peace, which means go rest easy knowing that you are forgiven, sister girl. And so, church, understand that's what Christ came to give us. He came to accept us, he came to forgive us, and he came to release us from the bondage of our sins. That's why he died on the cross. So he gave us a gift. And here's the thing, if you don't want it, I'll take a double portion. Listen, I, listen, that's, listen, that's probably why I got this stomach now. Because when I was a kid, see, I only got one brother. And, and I'm, I'm five years older than my brother. Jermaine was always finicky when we were growing up. Certain things my mom would cook, he never liked. But I enjoyed it. <laughs> like, I, certain, like, I like vegetables because my mom cooked them all the time. I mean, vegetables that most people don't like, like eggplant. I like eggplant. Oh. Eggplant parmesan, that's the bomb. Look, nobody let it. I ain't get no amens on that. That's all right. <laughs> that's why if you don't want yours. <laughs> and that's why I should tell my brother. He'd be like. Yo, man, I don't, don't want to eat this stuff. So you don't want it? So I ended up with a double portion all because he didn't want his. And so I'm the same way today. If you don't want yours, I'm looking for more rain anyway. So if you don't want your portion of rain, God, I'll take their rain. If, if you're too proud to ask God for it, I ain't. God, I'll take mine and theirs. Search their hearts, God. If they don't want it, pour it on me. <laughs> and so, church, we, we, we got to be like this woman. She went in there desperate, understanding. Now, she went in there jacked up because she had many sins. She went in there jacked up, but she said, you know what? I don't care what Simon say. I don't care what nobody else around this table say. I'm coming here to get something from Jesus. And so she went in there looking for one or two things and ended up with a whole bag full of stuff. Wow. And that's how God operates. See, you, you go in there with your little list. You know, you know how kids get around Christmas time, they make a little list. And we, we try to, they try to figure out, well, oh, I'm going to ask for this and I want this, that, and the other. But see, when you're dealing with God, he said, I see your little list. That's cool. But, I, but understand that, that I, have, I have greater. He says, eyes have not seen, neither ears heard, neither in the heart of man what he's prepared for you. So your list can't compare to what he already got in store for you. Amen. And so I, I make my little list, but I say, God, if you want to throw an extra, my bag is empty. My storage is empty, God. <laughs> Understand that, that I, I'm willing to take in more all because, because I know that you have something in store for me. This woman went in there just to love on Jesus and to get, 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 get some acceptance and some forgiveness for all she has done wrong. And she walked out there with acceptance, forgiveness, and release. And now we have her story recorded so we can learn from her. And guess what? Simon's still sitting there tight. <laughs> Mad. Salty. Number one, he's salty because his woman loving on another man. The right way. Secondly, he sold it because he know that he ain't do right by Jesus, and now everything he should have got, this woman has now received. And so, church, here's my thing to you. I want you to get everything God has in store for you. Yeah. 
But we got to go to God the way this woman did. She came humbled. She came to him with her very best. She didn't withhold nothing, not even her freshly permed hair. Amen. That's if she was, a, you know. She didn't withhold anything, not her tears, not her substance. You got to realize that that's probably the most valuable thing she had. Because she's from the city, she ran away. You got a year's salary saved up? Are you willing to take that year's salary to bless Jesus? Mm-hmm. They're quiet in this Lutheran church. Amen. She was willing to give her very best. And, 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 and she walked out of there free. And church, I want you to walk out of here free. Free from the bondage of which has been trying to hold you back. Free from the sin from 20 years ago that some people are still trying to throw up in your face. You're free from that. The Bible says, whom the Son has set free is free indeed. And so you don't have to walk around bound, letting people hold help. Yeah, remember what you used to do? Yeah, that was me a long time ago. Remember the leaves? That's the old me. That died. The new me don't get down like that, so you better get out of my face. Don't let the smooth taste fool you. I'm saved. I'm, I'm saved, but I know some of y'all saved, but you ain't delivered from everything yet. So we still a work in progress, so you got to just, in a, in a smiling way, say, bless the Lord, I'm, I'm a new creature in Christ. Amen. Amen. Make, don't, don't let the old creature come back up. Go, go your way, sister. Go in peace. Amen. So I can live in peace. Amen. But understand, because of that church, because, because you came in here one way, I want you to leave different. Whatever you're struggling with, leave it here. Whatever's been holding you back, leave it here. Whatever's been haunting you, leave it here. And allow Jesus to minister to you the way he ministered to this woman. He says, first of all, you're forgiven. He says, and your faith has saved you. Now go in peace. But I'm just going to just close with this. You ain't got to accept Christ or nothing he has for you. Because if you don't want it, come on, stand on your feet. Thank you for listening to the Rhema Talk Podcast. To hear this sermon again or get caught up with past sermons, you can download the Mixcloud app and search Manifest Glory. Or you can search for MGWC's Rhema Talk Podcast in the iTunes store on your iPhone or iPad. Also, don't forget to like MGWC on Facebook and go to mdwc.net to get caught up on all the latest church announcements. Thank you for listening to the Rhema Talk podcast, and we hope you will join us next time.